Yeah, everything's at stake, and we're going into a great environment next week in Minnesota, and, you know, it's going to be a great challenge, but this is what we prepare for every day, every week. We'll be excited about that opportunity. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Because I know everyone's wondering, and I know you all asked, uh, something interesting about me, at least I think it's interesting, I guess it's up to you to decide, uh, I binge listen to music. Binge. Uh, and not just like, oh, dude, I'm always binging music, like I can't stop. Like, I do listen to a lot of music, but the way I listen to music is I will find a song or an artist and for 24 to 48 hours, I will only listen to that. Like, I will find a song that I've never heard before, and I'll be like, this is the, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. I'm going to listen to it nonstop, repeat over and over and over again. And then at the end of, you know, 24, 36, 48-hour window, I'll put it to the side. I may never return, probably return at some point, but I'll be like, I've had my fill. I'm moving along. And this presents in different ways. Over the last year, I've done this a considerable amount of times with Elton John songs. And I don't know what it is about Elton John. I've known Elton John my whole life. These are songs that I remember from a very young age. Like everyone, no one wakes up when they're 25. Who's this Elton John character? Like, no, I've known about him. But I remember in July, maybe it was June, I heard the song Honky Cat for some reason. And it's like I had never heard it before. Like there was this wire in my brain that was loose. And then all of a sudden one day it connected and my brain was like, you now love the song Honky Cat and you will listen to it without stopping. And then I didn't touch Elton John for a couple months. And I don't know what happened this week. There was a loose wire somewhere in my head. I I was in such a mood. My body chemistry was in such a way where I heard the song Benny and the Jets. And all of a sudden it was like, where has this been my entire 25-year life up until this point on this earth? It's like I'd never heard it before. So in between segments of the show, commercial breaks for the last few years, I've just been blasting Benny and the Jets into my eardrums. Has anyone else experienced it? I don't know why. It seems to happen more often with Elton John than any other artist. Where songs that I've known my entire... I've heard Benny and the Jets a million times. Benny and the Jets. Like, everyone knows that song. But for whatever reason, it's just hitting really well this week. I don't know if anyone else has ever experienced anything like this. Uh, I thought I'd share. Again, I know you're all dying to hear that. In- very curious. Uh, you ne- you needed to know that. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you're having an awesome Friday. Your week is wrapping up nicely. I think this has been a very productive work week. Uh, I've felt a great sense of work-life balance, which is something we all say that we want. I don't think a lot of us actually want it. It's just what we say. Work-life balance, it's a nice phrase. Um, but I've felt very content leaving work. I felt very uh, fine with coming into work. Like, you know, there's some days where you're going to work and you just have your hands on the steering wheel and you're like, God, I heave myself through the windshield right now but no this week's been great and it's because the work week started on wednesday if if we could start every work week on wednesday and and week every weekend that we're going into is a three-day weekend so we we have we have like double buffs right now this is a reference that maybe two of you will get if you have played league of legends there's a red buff and a blue buff and when you're running around with both you're like this is oh yeah this is it we have two buffs right now we have the buff of knowing that our work week is shorter 
because it started on a Wednesday and we have the buff of knowing that the weekend we're going into will be extra special because it's three days long. So we are just in this sweet spot right now of existence and of working. So I hope you're having a great Friday. College football comes back in full throat. I know the Pop-Tart Bowl or whatever was on last night, and that was kind of funny, but actual good college football games this weekend, including our Badgers. That will be on Monday, and the Packers on Sunday night football against the Vikings as well. So I want to talk about both of those teams, both of those games, probably a little bit more about the Packers just because the Badgers, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, I am no expert on college football. I do my best, and... uh, like my taste in music, sometimes I get really into it and sometimes I drift. And I've been drifting the last couple of weeks. You know why? This isn't my fault. This is the fault of college football. What kind of sport takes a month and a half off? Like, Man, wasn't that season really fun? Yeah, it was great. Uh, well, now that it's Thanksgiving weekend, we're just not going to play any games for the next month and a half. So all that excitement that you've been building about your teams, uh, we're going we're gonna to kill that. Uh, A lot of your favorite players are going to transfer and then not play in this bowl game. Let's just give it a month and a half so you have time to focus on other things, and then all of a sudden we'll start playing games again. I am not saying that bowl season is not fun. I'm not that guy. There are too many bowls. There's too many. No, more sports is better. More college football is better. But can you blame me if I've lost some of my steam and some of my momentum with college football the last couple of weeks? The schedule almost necessitates it. How could you not? lose some of your excitement i'm on twitter at wisco grant if you want to join the show just shoot me a tweet or a dm if you want to do it on the down low and you don't want the entire world to see it um it's the opposite of the joe gow uh you can send me a dm privately at wisco grant uh or tweet me at wisco grant you can also call we didn't take callers last night which i think has been a good system for the show we just turn the phones off on thursday we all breathe a little bit and then we come back full force on friday never miss a friday show 608-321-1670 Let's start just some generic thoughts on Packers-Vikings. It's coming up on Sunday Night Football for all the world to see. Joe Barry's defense, sans Jair Alexander, sans, you know what, sans is a fancy word for without. I I really try to avoid using fancy words just to use fancy words. I don't, I, it's not becoming. When other people do that, I don't like it. So let me back up. Joe Barry's defense without Jair Alexander, he's suspended. Without Devondre Campbell, who's injured, he did not practice today. I believe the Packers ruled him as doubtful. And I saw Zach Cruz of the Packers Wire, and I believe a fellow Menominee Mustang, I believe he hails from from my hometown or my home region, at the very least, uh, pointed out on Twitter today that the last time the Packers ruled someone doubtful on Friday and had them play was Geronimo Allison in 2019. So Joe Barry's defense has been leaking oil for the better part of a month, will be without one of their best players in Jair. I mean, who is the best defensive player? Gary, I'd put my money on Kenny Clark. If you were to ask me right now, it's like you have to bet money that one player is going to show up and give you what you need on Sunday. I think I'd put my money on Kenny Clark. Um, I've never been the world's biggest Rashawn Gary believer. I think he's very good, but we don't need to relitigate and have that conversation right now. In any event, Joe Barry's defense already weak in the secondary. They were crummy at safety coming into the year. They've only gotten worse because Darnell Savage has been in and out of the lineup. They came into the year, I thought, pretty strong at cornerback but have lost Rasul Douglas in a trade lost Jair Alexander to I'm just gesturing broadly with my arms pick a reason why they haven't had him or pick a reason why he hasn't played well there's many reasons on the board to pick from just gesture broadly with my hands they haven't had Jair Uh, Carrington Valentine Corey Valentine Eric Stokes is now back do we think at some point that Eric Stokes is actually gonna do we think he's Do we think he's going to be solid? Do we think we're going to get to a point? I know there's only two weeks left, but 
You know, what, what's, what's the goal of playing Eric Stokes here? Is the goal to try to get him back into game shape and see if something is there? Is the goal to get a really good cornerback out on the field? Because I think Corey Ballantyne has actually been fine. Eric Stokes has been mostly bad. So I'm not really sure what the calculus is from Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry playing Eric Stokes. And he's got first-round traits. He just messed up his leg so badly. I think some of that speed has disappeared. Could come back, though. Who Who knows? Um, but a weak secondary, it was a weak secondary coming into the year, especially at safety, and it's only gotten weaker. I think the scheme has gotten worse. The discipline has gotten worse. The communication has gotten worse, and you don't need to take my word for it. Just uh, just ask Matt LaFleur. You know, it's funny. There was a, a quote from Quay Walker yesterday, and I, I didn't think we were going to need Quay Walker audio on today's show. Otherwise, I would have saved it, but give me a sec. Um, he was asked yesterday, oh, God, Mike Clemens sent me 13 cuts. Uh, how quickly can I find the specific one that I want? He was asked uh, if the communication was better this last week because, what was it, against the Bucks? That was Matt LaFleur's big thing. It's like, uh, well, the calls were fine and the scheme was fine. The play was fine. The players didn't communicate it and it wasn't executed. Here's Quay Walker. This was yesterday asking if the defense did a better job of communicating. Communicated poorly against the Bucks, but what about against the Panthers? Was it better? Yeah, I feel like it was better. Yeah, it was better. Because we had, you know, major emphasis on it. And so, leading to the game, I feel like we did, we did everything we needed to do. So, I heard the, I heard the soundbite earlier during Bill's show. And I'm like, oh, so you you meant to call all of those plays that didn't work. Okay. Well, it, at least it was executed properly. Uh, I think of the third and one where there were effectively two down linemen and a gap the size of the Mississippi River below lacrosse, uh, below lacrosse where it gets real wide, real, yeah, that size gap down towards Prairie du Chien. We might talk about Prairie du Chien later on in the show. Uh, I want to I wanna have some Wisconsin city discourse because a lot of people are doing it on Twitter, and I like talking about highways. I like talking about cities. But a, a gap the size of the Mississippi at its widest um, in between the Packers defensive linemen to the point where Bryce Young, who's tiny, Bryce Young is not Jalen Hurts, He's not Josh Allen or Cam Newt where he just put his head down and get a quarterback sneak for a free conversion. No, he he looked at the way the defensive line was positioned and he said, oh, this is free. Okay, so I'll take so that we meant to call that, according to Quay Walker. The the communication was better. Yeah, I feel like it was better. Yeah, it was better because we had, you know, major emphasis on it. And so leading to the game. I feel like we did. We did everything we needed to do. Well, as long as there was major emphasis on it. Matt LaFleur had to take a timeout. It was either late in the third, early in the fourth. I think it was in the fourth quarter. It's third and two, third and three, third and short, if I remember correctly. Matt LaFleur had to take a timeout before the play because there were 12 men on the field. So that maybe the communication on that play was bad. Maybe it was it was just that play where the where the communication broke down. Joe Barry said in his press conference yesterday, and again, I'm 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 riffing. I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. I did not uh, meticulously pick through all the different cuts and all the comments from Joe Barry, but he said at one point during his press conference last night that I thought our defense played really good for like 53 minutes, which is to say, well, it was during the other seven minutes that everything hit the fan, hit the fan. Like everything went in the tank. It, it, it just happened later on in the game on, seven or eight plays. And that's a little bit of a statement on the nature of defense, right? The nature of defense is you are going to sometimes be wrong, right? On, on the offensive side, 
you are defined by your six or seven best plays. You're going to have plays that don't go well, and you're going to have plays that aren't executed properly and play calls that aren't correct, play calls that don't work. But the offense can turn around and make its bones on the six or seven plays that do work. Defense is the other side of that coin where you can you can get 90% of your play calls right and you can execute on 90% of your play calls. That's really good. But it could be the six or seven or eight bad ones that cost you the game. If you ever listen to a basketball coach talk about defense, the defense is always wrong, right? You are guessing. You are chasing. You're trying to figure out what the offense is going to do. You're playing on the terms of the offense. The offense is dictating terms, right? So Joe Barry... This is the cut, I believe, Mike Clemens sent this. This is Joe Barry basically saying, hey, I thought for 53 minutes we played really well. Uh, it was, you know, the other the other couple of plays, not so much. You know, I, I told the defense this. Um, you know, they had Monday and Tuesday off, so, the, you know, first first time we saw them was on Wednesday. I thought for 53 minutes we played, you know, very well. Um, but... But... The last seven minutes of the game, you know, we give up two crucial third downs, you know, have a couple penalties that, that hurt us. Um, you know, I, I don't need to listen to the rest of that. In defense of Joe Barry, you know, if they get off the field on one more third down, like truly, if one or two plays in that final fourth quarter go differently, it's mostly fine. It's not great. And the Packers defense isn't slamming the door like you'd like them, especially against a offense like that and a quarterback like that I mean good for Bryce Young a little bit I'm happy for the guy but Jesus he's been horrendous this year he's been not an NFL quarterback this year so to to be sympathetic to Joe Barry and his defense like if two plays go a little bit differently in the fourth quarter we're having a different discussion I think we're still having a discussion about how Joe Barry probably needs to go and the defense is flawed and we need to make changes in the offseason and again I can say we because I'm an owner, so I am. I, I try not to be the we guy. We won on Sunday, but, I mean, for me, I can say it. I'm an owner, and if you don't like it, we'll buy stock or, I guess, get over it because I'm part of the team. We, right? We would still be talking about how Joe Barry's got to go and how the defense is bad, but it wouldn't be embarrassing, non-functional, nightmare, wheels are falling off the bus type of, of conversation. And that's what we're talking about. And I I am sympathetic to Joe Barry in that, like they probably were just a couple plays away, but feels like they've been a couple plays away in a lot of these games over the last couple of years. A lot of these games the last couple of years. Now, I'm just worried. We're going against a fifth-round rookie from BYU. Jaron Hall is going to start for the Vikings. He's an athlete. He can run. So may God have mercy on our soul. Uh, Catholics, New Year's Day is a holy day of obligation, so maybe get to church and say an extra prayer. Um, I guess New Year's Day would be Monday, so we would be going after the fest. So I guess let's see how the results pan out. If the Packers win, then we can go to church and pray. And I guess if the Packers lose, you might, might as well not bother. Kidding. No, you should go to church in any event. Uh, anytime God demands you, you should go. Um, I'm just I'm scared as hell that Jaron Hall is going to run for 150 yards and it's going to look like a nightmare. It's going to look like Colin Kaepernick back in the day, or it's going to look like Tommy DeVito, or it's going to look like any one of these rushing quarterbacks because the Packers are still stuck in 2006 when every quarterback is supposed to look like Trent Dilfer and they never escape the pocket and they never use their legs, right? They never get outside the tackles. Just why it's this Packers defense. It's always been the thing. Ever since there have been running quarterbacks, the Packers defense has existed solely to not stop them. Right? So I understand where Kevin O'Connell's coming from. It's like, well, this guy can run a little bit. Just 
tuck the ball and run away. Rashawn Gary is just going to be staring at the ground, bull rushing his way to the the goalpost behind the quarterback. Anyways, might as well go. Might as well run. I'm hoping that Jaron Hall's start is reminiscent of Joe Webb's playoff start when Christian Ponder couldn't go and the Vikings tried to pull the old switcheroo and before too long Clay Matthews is mid body slam of Joe Webb onto the ground and Joe Webb's just throwing it straight up in the air because he's not an NFL quarterback I'm hoping that that's what we see on Sunday night from Jaron Hall I am scared and probably leaning towards it looking more like a prime Colin Kaepernick 2012 or 2013 he slaughtered the Packers in both instances so pick whatever traumatic Colin Kaepernick memory you have Uh, that one applies I'm afraid that that's what Sunday night is going to look like. Praying that it looks like Joe Webb, but it's probably going to look like Colin Kaepernick. 608-321-1670. We're previewing Sunday night football. Packers-Vikings, it's a de facto playoff game for both teams. Loser leaves town, nationally televised, wrapping up the weekend because there's no Monday night game. So a lot to talk about with this team and all the players and coaches involved. I want to take your calls next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. I can't stop listening to this song. I don't know what it is. This last couple days, this song has just taken over my brain. It was on a commercial break. I was listening to it. And I don't like talking over songs with words. I think that's poor radio. But this song is, I can't stop. Sometime, do yourself a favor. Google the words to this song. I don't know what I expected the words to be, but you could have given me a million guesses as to what he was saying. I, I never, never wouldn't even come close. I Googled him last night. I got home, I had dinner, and I just had time to waste. So this is what guys do in their free time. Uh, women, if you're listening, we read Wikipedia and we Google song lyrics. We look at Google Maps. I not in a million years would have guessed the actual words to this song. 608-321-1670. If you would like to join the show, I'd love to have you previewing Packers Vikings Sunday night football just a little bit. I don't really have the book on Jaron Hall. I watched about two or three minutes of his BYU highlights and it only took two or three plays to realize that, oh, he likes to run. So you're saying it's over. We are screwed. <laughs> We're cooked. Um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I haven't necessarily been predicting or expecting the Packers defense to step up like this is the week they're going to look awesome. No, that's, that's not what I've expected, but I have really since the Bucks game expected this Packers defensive line and pass rush to take over a game. I expected it against the giants. I said, this giants offensive line is terrible. Tommy DeVito's taking sacks left and right. Daniel Jones took so many sacks earlier this season that he like he can no longer play like he blew his ACL but he he was out there just embattled week after week after week just getting drilled um and and now Tommy DeVito's back there the Packers pass rush they didn't even sniff him and part of that was good game planning right but like you have a really hard time convincing me that it's all game planning right four quarters is a long time and again an edge rusher a pass rusher can make a massive impact in a game in only two or three plays. So Tommy DeVito can get the ball out quickly on 
40 throws. But three of them, if that pass rush can get home, those three plays can completely flip a game, right? It can change the way we view a game. As I said on Sunday, if Joe Barry has two plays that go differently in that fourth quarter when the Panthers are marching up and down and around and everywhere, right, then that game looks a lot differently at the end. It's still not a slam dunk, and the Packers aren't, like, completely nailing the Panthers down to the cross and ending it and, you know, finally slam the door on a team. Like, no, there's there's still trepidation and doubt about the defense. That looks a little bit different. This Packers pass rush, ever since the Giants game, I thought they were embarrassed against the Giants. Tommy DeVito was running all over, couldn't sniff him, couldn't get to the quarterback. Right, Rashawn Gary losing contain, Lucas Van Ness losing contain, Preston Smith losing, everybody's losing contain. Okay, and I thought against the Bucks. Well, this week they're going to be pissed off. They're going to be motivated, and they were. They got to Baker Mayfield. I believe they had five sacks in that game. But then the secondary peed down their leg. And then last week against the Panthers, I man, I thought they'd be great, and they were fine. But they broke contain repeatedly. What's new? And they let Bryce Young march up and down the field on him in the fourth quarter. And they couldn't sniff him. So one of these weeks, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith and Lucas Van Ness and Kenny Clark, they they have to make their presence. They have to play good, right? They like they have to take over a game. I'm still waiting for it. Maybe I'm a naive bozo to think that's going to happen. I'm still waiting on it. Um, I, I hope that in the film room this week, they're watching all the plays of sweeps and pitches and quarterback options where the quarterback is just completely running around Rashawn Gary as if he's some sort of corner marker on a racetrack. It's like, hey, Rashawn, st- stop doing that. Stop giving up. the like He's been doing this for years, and I don't know what they see in film study where it still continues to the degree that it does. I don't know what, maybe they need a new projector. I don't know. I would like to just, if nothing else, keep contain with Jaron Hall and make him throw the ball. And I guess if he beats you, he beats you, but let's not have a Tommy DeVito rehash. I don't want to relive that movie. 608 321 Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, hello? Denny from Holman. Denny from Holman. Denny, welcome. How are you this evening? Well, did you see Mr. Van Ginkle's play <laughs> on uh, Christmas Day? Did I, you see the facts, Mr. Van Ginkle guy? I think of you all the time. For those who maybe oh, don't know what we're hinting at, a couple weeks ago, Denny yeah. basically said, well, Sean Gary's nice, but he's no Andrew Van Ginkle, which I thought was oh, hilarious. Um, <laughs> he might not be, Denny. Maybe you were right. Oh, my God. And then did you see Alex Engel, the uh, fullback from the Badgers, too? He played a good game. It was – there were a bunch of Badgers in that game, so let's think about it. We had Alex Engel, Van Ginkle, Jake Ferguson, Tyler Biotish. That was a little Badgers bowl. Um, yeah, that was Christmas yeah, Eve, right? Definitely. The 3 o'clock yeah. game, yeah. And you know what, Grant? Why don't we ever pick a Badger? I don't know. Uh, you know, since Mark Pauscher. That's the only Badger that I can ever remember us taking. You don't like Vince Beagle? They took Cole Van Lannen, but that was more of a late round. That was a very Packers well, they took, pick. They took Beagle, but he was probably, if, if you had the four linebackers you could have taken that out of that draft, if Beagle would have been the last one you would have taken. you know. So which ones went that year? There was Watt, Beagle. Was Van Ginkle that Watt, same year? Yeah, I think Van Ginkle, yeah, and Watt. Uh what about, uh, let's see, what, oh, I can't think, is there Richardson that went? I'm really going to Google the 2018 Badgers defense yeah. right now. Damn it, Danny. And you know, I, I loved listening to your comments uh, on uh, 
on Elton John with Benny and the Jets. Oh, it's that such was a pretty good cool. Song. I believe uh, Ryan Connolly is that the player you're thinking about? I don't think he was that year though. T.J. Edwards, Andrew Van Ginkle, Ryan Connolly, T.J. Edwards. Okay, yeah, he's having a really good. Yeah, he's really doing well too. He's become a fine NFL linebacker. I just love the song Benny and the Jets. Denny and the Jets. You could make that your Benny. own, Denny. <laughs> hey, question for you. Uh huh. In all honesty, mm-hmm. if you had any money to bet. Would it be for the Packers or against the Packers this weekend? Grant, we know you're poor as hell, but if you had money to bet, where would you put it? Um, I mean, how, Denny, how can I bet on the Packers right now against Justin Jefferson? Jordan Addison was questionable today, so we'll we'll see. How could you bet right. on this pack? This defense is they they, they they're terrible. They're non functional right now. And I actually right, think right. like the Vikings defense, I don't know that they're uber talented, but I think their coordinators done such a bang up job and they do a really good job right. confusing offenses. And Jordan loves not past the point in his career where he can be confused. So I, I don't know how you'd bet on the Packers. I don't know. They even they even mentioned Jordan Love in the conversation of uh, MVP. And they stated that because the Packers are a losing team. He probably won't be, you know, getting oh, the, no. the likes, but they compared him to four different quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, um, they, you know, and uh, they compared him to the 49er quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I mean, hey, for, and I didn't, I didn't think he would even make it a half a year. So, I mean, I am eating pro. Hey, I and that's, that's fine, Denny. You're, uh, you're Mr. Accountable. Um, well, I tell you. He, uh, I, this Jair thing's kind of strange though, too. Don't you agree? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, that's why they suspended him. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very strange. But Denny, little, maybe some optimism here. I think Matt LaFleur's best wins in his career have been yep. short week, missing players, some sort of adversity. So while I couldn't really pick the Packers to win this weekend, I'm going to feel like a real bozo waking up on Monday morning if Matt LaFleur pulls off a great, you know, game plan, and they go in and they win under adverse circumstances because we've seen them do it before. Yep, we have. We have. Nobody thought they'd beat the Chiefs. You know, nobody thought they'd beat the Chiefs. Nobody thought they beat the the Cardinals that Thursday night game a couple years ago. The game yeah. we always reference yeah. when yeah. all the wide receivers about, had COVID. How about the killer game they played on Thanksgiving Day mm-hmm. when everybody was done? You know, God, you just waiting, right. waiting for it to crumble. You know. Yeah. I am a little bit concerned about Carlson. I don't know if you are or not. I did see um, our ex-kicker, Mason, make a nice 52-yard field goal for the Giants. I mean, I watched Anders Carlson make a 53-yarder for our Packers this week, Denny. I understand. I understand. But I'm just saying, you know, when you miss PATs, that's not a good sign. Yeah, that's that's something that's got to get figured out. And I like if you look at his counting stats over the year, and Denny, I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. I heard you call over the line the other morning. I think it was yesterday morning. God, that was a kick-ass call. I love you, Denny. Thank you. Um, I don't know what his stats are on the season. I think it's because he's he's gone cold and he's missed uh, not every game he's missed an extra point, but it's been like four or five games or something he's missed an extra point. That snap was also terrible on Sunday. Like, yeah, you got to be able to kick through it and make the, make the field goal. I get it. Um, but I, I am guys, I'm over Mason Crosby. Like you're not going to get me to, so we should have kept Crosby. That's not something that you're going to get me to say. Even if, even if Anders Carlson misses every kick for the rest of the year, you're not going to get me to say that. I, I wish Mason Crosby was still here. You gotta let the old die out with the old and with the new 608-321-1670 Wisco sports show. Who's this? 
It wouldn't be the end of the year if I didn't call at least. And go, oh. you know. One more time in 2023, Dave and Monona. Are you right. uh, uh, Too bad, but uh, I, had, I had to get in before uh, you know, Tina from Texas and Cream Porn and <laughs> Vagabond Julie and Peter Cottontail from Monona. Did you hear that for, Vagabond John won Caller of the Year on Over the Line this morning? Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the, that one and um, the, the one with Artie Hall from Stoughton. <laughs> Artie oh, Hall. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that that was uh you, you usually usually I'm always one of the final three. I mean, you know you you know when you're the best there is. You're you're always top three. So hey, you know you're always in the conversation. There. You know you're like you're yeah. like Nick Saban. Even if you're not winning a championship every year, you're yeah. close. You're right on the doorstep. But you know I got the, I text you this question. Today. I wish somebody would ask Bill this. They're, they're all yeah you know, like they're, they're, everybody's criticizing Joe Barry, rightly so. But here's the one question I wish somebody would ask Matt LaFlunk, and nobody will. Okay, every time he gets in the, up the podium, you know, we got all coach, we got to do better coaching, we got to do better this. But, you know, you got the headset on, and you hear everything being called in the second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. And you hear and you see, but you don't change it or stop it or override it like the good ones do. So people, I mean, you can blame Barry all you want, which is true, but Matt LaFlunk has the headphones on. He knows how bad it is. He keeps saying, well, we shouldn't have had that play. Okay, then why didn't you override it like the good coaches do? Can you imagine Nick Saban if, during, during the game next uh, Saturday? There's something he doesn't like. You think he's going to sit back? Uh, no. And one last question about people. Well, you don't want to fire the OC. Mm-hmm. Or DC, mm-hmm. that sure worked out pretty good in Cleveland and uh, in Philadelphia, didn't it? Well, and I, got, I, I, got... I think Minnesota is an amazing example. They they had a Donatel yeah, last year; they too. were terrible. And then all they really yep. did was, and I, I, I'll have to look at the roster to be sure, but it's not like they acquired some superstar. They got a different coordinator, yep. and they look night and day. But they different did it this mid-stream, though. Cleveland this year and Philadelphia did it after a few weeks. Yeah, they went out. You know, they went out and fired, and you got to change it for two, three weeks. And for those who say why well, you can't fire somebody midstream, that's when you do it. If something isn't working in the first three, four weeks, Bob, it's your generation of doing business. You know, let's, let's just keep pouring bad money after good and we wait till the end of the year. And you know what's going to happen Sunday, don't you? Oh, my God. It's going to be New Year's Eve. And it's going to be, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, which it will. And it's going to come around the last drive. Here we go. By the way, what's the status on any of like like Watson? Is he out and Dobbs? And, Watson and is Wicks? Dobbs is fine. Wicks was very limited today. That's Reed right. looks good. I don't think Watson's going to play. He's doubtful. Wicks is a guy that that that's the steal. He's so good. I love him, Dave. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's a well. Well, they got Reed and they got um. Is that, that tight end ever going to come back from Oregon? He is uh, doubtful as well with a lacerated kidney. Jeez. But the other guy, Kraft, has been uh, you know, so you know, and they got Aaron Jones. I mean, I mean, they're gonna it's gonna come down in the fourth quarter, and let's just hope it's not a nut kick continuum like oh. like it normally has. But no, but I thought about the, I, I wish somebody would ask that question just once. You, you know, ask your buddy Mike. You know, Mike. I mean, he, he seems to be a hard ass and ask tough questions in a good way. I would, you know, I think on my Facebook you're more tweetable. Why doesn't he ask, Matt? Well, then if you don't, you keep saying the same crap every every game. Well, why don't you overwrite it on the spot? Interesting. So I don't know, Dave. I appreciate you. Have a good New Year, okay?
And for all, for all honesty, for all people who always mm-hmm. call and ask how everybody's doing, I don't care. Who cares? Have a good New Year. Hey, wait, wait. I, I, I do have to ask you, though. Yeah. Give me 10 seconds. You're going to be headbanging it Sunday night, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, we got a gig tell on us Sunday more about the, Hey, Tell us more about your band. You, know, you got time. People like to know, uh, you know, what you're doing in all, off hours of your band and, uh, you know, where people could come watching. And I sure hope you're handing out business cards to all those listeners. Oh, you better, oh, marketer, you better believe it. Well, marketing. I'm, uh, I'm a heck of a marketer, Dave. I appreciate you. Yes, we are playing a show on Sunday night, New Year's Eve. So if you're looking for something to do uh, and you're willing to drive near to Toma, uh, which is really close to nobody that's listening, at least on a radio, uh, whether that's from Eau Claire or La Crosse or Madison, but it's conveniently located betwixt the three, right? So while it's close to no one, it's also far from no one. Yeah, we're playing at the Double Barrel. Sunday night, we started like eight. So it's a big place. Be Packer games on the TV, food, drinks. Uh, you're not crammed into some tiny little bar and you can't hear and you won't be able to see the Packer game. No, it'll be fun. Um, maybe I'll mention that more later. I want to get one more caller in here before we take a break. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Hey, Grant. It's it's always nice to hear from Dana and uh, wherever, Monona. <laughs> Denise. Yeah, Denise and Monona. <laughs> Cream corn. Hello, Cone Roller. How are you today? Good. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah. Vin's up. It's a lot. It's a packed show today yeah it's it's jam-packed we're, we're gonna have a, spe- a special second hour of the show that i will explain uh we're gonna do things a little differently in the last hour of the show i'm gonna need all of your help with something that i'm trying to do i'll explain that after our next break but yes very loaded show huge show tonight can't wait but you know i actually have to agree with denise and monona like <laughs> I, I think this game sets up perfectly for another joe barry failure it's a quarterback coming in that we have zero film on and just like the Brewers with rookie pitchers, I think we're we're bound to get shelled. Oh boy, Kyle Freeland shutting us down. So, so I'm I'm, I'm you know me, Cone. You you know where I stand. I'm I'm pretty pro Matt Lafleur, and I think a lot of people are like, well, this is a blemish on Matt Lafleur at this point. And for the most part, I I don't really believe that to be true. But I tell you what, if they get shelled on Sunday night by a quarterback in his first start and it's all the same issues and it's all the same problems. I am going to start to look at Matt LaFleur and be like, Oh, okay, dude, like this is your team. Like, are we just going to let this go and not do anything until the end of the year? I I'm not like a fire a guy just to fire a guy, but man, it's going to be hard to defend him as the leader of the whole team, not just the offense, but the whole team. It's going to be hard to defend him. If Jaron Hall cuts him up and they lose because they can't get a stop. Yeah. Agree a hundred percent. And you know, it's kind of a, it's a test that I think LaFleur has got to put on his players. Like guys, we're in this, we need, we, we win and we got a good chance of getting in the playoffs. Let's, let's go. Yeah. And I just don't know if that's Matt LaFleur style. And, you know, maybe the rumors are true that I'm seeing all over Twitter that Matt LaFleur lost the locker room. I, um, you know, we talk a lot of Badger basketball and a lot, a lot last season. I said, Tyler Wall, you got to grow up. Like, let's make our free throws. Let's act like an adult. I kind of feel that way about Jair and Devondre Campbell and some of these players on the defense. Like, I get you guys don't like your defensive coordinator, but you're tweeting out your feelings like you're, you know, in middle school. You're sad because you didn't get made a captain. Like, let's grow up a little bit and put some pride into our work because I don't care if you have the world's best or worst defensive coordinator. You guys should be better than this. This is embarrassing and they should be embarrassed. And it seems like they have no shame. They're content to run out there and suck every week. Very, very David Monona take, but agreed 100%. Like, mm-hmm. Devontae Campbell, like, you're most likely not going to be on a team next year. 
don't you want to you got to show some tape you got to you're, you're a free agent buddy come mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're i not don't know play for the packers at least play for yourself and right now it seems like he's quitting on himself and his family well, i'm sure cone you you've been given an assignment at work your boss told you to do something or there's a boss that you don't like but you show up and you get your work done and you take pride in it because it's a reflection of you and right now this defense i'm like you guys it's like you have no shame it's like you're going out there, you're putting up an embarrassing effort because you think everyone's just going to blame the defensive coordinator. Well, I, I won't have it, Cone. I won't. Yeah, 100%. And really, Rashawn Gary, that starts with him. Mm-hmm. Horrible last couple games. And let's see if he's worth this money. I, I'm still not sure. I'd just like to see some nice moments from the defense on Sunday. We'll see. Any plans for the New Year, Cone, before I let you go? I'm actually uh, north of Highway 8 right oh, now. Um, but life is not that great because... <laughs> No snow, so yeah. no snowmobiling. No you ice. Can't go out on the lake. Even it's it's Mother Nature has gotten the best of us. Yeah, it's just muddy. Well, enjoy your New Year. We'll talk next year, Cone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk to you next year, Grant. Have Fins up. One. Have Fins a great up. weekend. Listen to lots of Buffett. Uh, special second hour of the show. I'll explain the parameters. I'll explain. I need some help from you guys today. I'm gonna I'm gonna crowdsource. Uh, the second hour of the show it serves a special purpose this evening. And I need some help from all of you. So I'll explain that. We'll keep talking Packers Vikings next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Rolling towards the conclusion of hour number one. Hour number two tonight is going to be a little special, okay? Let me explain. And I need your help with this, please, if you will be so generous. I need to run a show that is pre-recorded on Monday. Because I'm not working on Monday. It's New Year's Day. I want to watch football. I want to be lazy. I shouldn't have to explain myself. It's a holiday. I don't want to work, okay? But something needs to fill the two hours. So here's what we're going to do. The second hour of the show, we are going to do with the knowledge that it's going to get replayed on Monday. So on Monday, I'm just going to play the 5 o'clock hour from tonight's show, the hour that we are rapidly approaching. I'm going to play it both at 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock. That's what I do with best ofs normally because the show's only two hours long. I try to put together one good hour and play it twice. That way, if you're driving home, you're going to get your fix. Look, on a holiday, if you need two hours of me, just get a hobby for god's sake please um so coming up after five o'clock i want to keep taking calls i want to keep talking sports but let's all try to switch our brains into generic mode like we can talk about what's happened in sports in the year 2023 we can talk about packers things that are not directly related to the upcoming vikings game on sunday night we can talk about the brewers we can talk about whatever but let's just try to have a conversation and, and conversations that are generic enough to be replayed on Monday. And this way, by the way, if Monday's show sucks, it's kind of on you because I'm telling you the assignment, and if you guys all botch it and call in with super specific takes that aren't going to age well, well, that's not on me, okay? I told you how this is going to go down, so this is really up to you, okay? So let's let's mold our takes and our conversations. I have some talking points that we can hit, but I can't do this alone, okay? So if Monday's show stinks, again, it's not my fault. I am, I'm warning you. I'm letting you know ahead of time. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? 
a lot of pressure on me, Grant. I know, Hector. Hector. I know, Hector. You've become a, a sparse contributor. It's nice to hear from you. There was a once upon a time we talked pert near every day, Hector. Yeah, the good old FedEx days where I was in the car from four to six every day anyway. So oh God, it's every man's dream just to drive around for yeah. a job. No one can bother you. In the, well, for the most part, people can bother you, but you're in your own little world, your own little universe, your mobile office when you're in the truck, right. you know? You're right. And you know how many you know how many times I was down in the valley, but I just really didn't want to deal with whatever was stressing out my wife. Um, yeah, I just couldn't get to her, you know, because I was down in the valley. And I can't do that anymore because I'm at Quick Trip about a, five minutes away from my house. She knows you You are close to home so she knows. and you have good phone reception yeah. now. All right. All right. I took some things for granted, the, Grant. That's, the, that's, the jig is up. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that will age well with a lot of listeners on Monday. Um, so don't worry. <laughs> We're all struggling. Every, with the same everyone's thing. trying to avoid all. their wife. I mean, you can you can talk about that anytime, <laughs> anywhere. Well, I'm That'll currently strolling around. I'm currently strolling around the Quick Trip on Sand Lake Road because I came for uh, crackers for uh, tomato soup and grilled cheese tonight. Um, mm-hmm. And I have the crackers under my under my arm right now. I'm just kind of seeing if there's anything else that might you know tickle my my interest a little bit. Hey, so. can I can I ask you something? You're a Ravens fan. Why is the Ravens defense yeah, sure. so good? What a, what an impressive unit. Ours is a joke. How can we be more like your Ravens? Yeah, um, you know, we have a really good defensive set um, team captain uh, for the Ravens, so that's a good start. Okay. Um, so we don't have random suspensions uh, like that that throw a little wrench in the rhythm. It's, okay. it's, well. it's on, you know? Well, but I asked for advice, not criticisms. So, okay. But, uh, Get get yourself a good defensive coordinator. That's a good place to start. Okay. Um, I'm not saying Joe Barry is bad, but I'm also not going to tell you that he's good. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think it's just the the way that they – they've always had a run, that run that kind of like gritty defense, and I think that makes the players want to show up and play. You know, like you've mentioned him a lot this year about how – you know, it doesn't seem like the defense is excited to put their hands on somebody out there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they're getting the play done and that's it. But they're, every time I'm watching the Ravens, you know, they're putting big hits out on people. They're trying every time they got someone wrapped up, they're trying to rip that ball out of there. They're, you know, making sure that they're meeting them at the line of scrimmage, not waiting five, ten yards back. So, you know, there's, I don't know, it just seems like they have that, desire and energy to just play that old school smack out, you know, smash out defense that I like to watch, you know, it's like that the Ravens defensive players are offended that the opposing offense thinks they can pull one over on them. You know what I mean? With the Niners, it's like, Oh, you guys do all this misdirection and yards after the cat. No, don't even, don't even waste your time against us with that. Like they're aggressive. They want to, they want to prove the offense wrong. Right. I didn't hear. I, the only person that I heard, Something publicly of like, oh, how dare they put us down as a underdog going into San Francisco was a good defensive core, Kyle Hamilton. And he really was, you know, there's a couple of different times that I tuned into pressers during the week because, of course, I have um, my settings set for when anyone wants to talk, I kind of get a notification. So, you know, they talk about how Hamilton's kind of stepped up and done his role there, but they that he was 
reminding people in the locker room, you know, like they counted us out and it's, you know, Saturday and we don't play till Monday. Like that kind of stuff seems to trigger them into a different mode. I was not expecting the defense that I saw. As you know, I did call in and give my take at the before the game um, on like Thursday or something like it was and said that I was not expecting much. But if the defense played well, I'd be happy. And I was ecstatic. Right. So well, I was ecstatic to watch him as well. Uh, we'll have to talk yeah. more about it in the year 25. I got to get a, a break in here, Hector. Uh, go, 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 I am up against it. Go talk to your wife. Enough avoiding. Let's make that resolution in 2024. Let, let's stop avoiding yeah. our wife as much. Every once in a while is fine. I know. I'm going to have a spicy <laughs> chicken on my way home, and then I'll go in back to the rumble. Hell, back, back into the Thunderdome. Have a good one, Hector. Happy New Year. Appreciate you as always. That's Hector on Alaska. We might discuss on Alaska now or two. I have a fun generic topic again that we'll also be able to run next week because that's half of the goal of tonight's show (laughs) is to take care of monday as well let's take a three-minute break wrap up hour number one the wisco sports show next this is the wisco sports show with grant bills on the wisconsin sports zone radio network wisco sports show Hour number two, just a couple minutes away. This next hour, the about the hour that we're about to begin, is going to get replayed on Monday night as a best of. So keep that in mind. I have a fun topic that I want to talk about that is not time sensitive. Be able to run it next week just fine. And if you're calling in, let's, let's think uh, what kind of take, what, what kind of topic can I bring to the table that's not time sensitive that will be fine if it plays in a couple of days? Let's think, you know, year in review, 2023, sports tops, whatever. Have fun with it. Uh, and this way, if Monday's show stinks, <laughs> it's not my fault. I warned you all. <laughs> so with your calls and takes, uh, just keep in mind, we're going we're gonna to redo this on Monday. So we're going to take a two-minute break, get in the headspace. We're recording a show for next week as well. We'll come back and we'll wrap up the week on the Wisco Sports Show. First, a two-minute update from our friend Zach Heilprin. Be back in two minutes. Everything's at stake, and we're going into a great environment next week in, in Minnesota, and, you know, it's going to be a great challenge, but this is what we prepare for every day, every week. We'll be excited about that opportunity. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. All right, for the next 58 minutes, we are not only doing a radio show together, but we were also recording the show that will run Monday, New Year's Day, because I will be off. So I'm going to leave a little space here, a couple seconds, where I'm going to stick in the big voice guy going, you're listening to the best of the Wisco Sports Show. So I'm going to put this right here. All right, that should be plenty of time. Okay, that's where I'll stick that. I'm just, I'm getting, I'm getting two things done at once here. I'm getting two birds stoned at once. I've always hated that in radio, when you take a day off, you, you get the day off, but you just need to do a lot of the work ahead of time. It's like, hey, I'm taking Monday off, so I gotta do Friday work and Monday work. And I know I sound like a whiny Gen Z. I understand. Okay, I, I do. Um, am I being lazy? Eh, 
Who's to say? I don't think so. No. Um, I'm being creative in the way that I tackle my work and save the company time and manpower. You're welcome, management, by the way, if you're listening. I got out of the office at a regular time on Friday despite doing extra work because I know how to multitask. So we're going we're gonna to wrap up the final hour here. It's the Wisco Sports Show. This is also going to run on Monday when I will be at home watching football probably half asleep. Uh, so keep that in mind with your takes. Uh, maybe we go a little bit big picture in the conversations that we have. Maybe some year in review 2023 takes about the Packers or the Brewers or the Bucks. Have fun with it. Make it your own. All right. This isn't rocket science. 608-321-1670. If you'd like to join me, Twitter at Wisco Grant. Uh, two callers have been waiting very patiently on hold. I don't want to make you wait any longer. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. Clemhead Mike. Clemhead Mike. How are you doing today? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm yeah. about to embark on a three-day weekend. I'm very excited. It's great starting, and of course, you're retired, uh, so you probably feel this way all the time, but this work week started on a Wednesday, and now we're going into a three-day weekend. I mean, I'm like a pig in slop. This is outstanding. Yeah, well, you deserve a few, you know, a little time off. Well. Hey, you know, if anybody in your in your company says you're even, even hints that you're lazy, tell, tell them to see me. Um, I, we've seen you put in the long days when you're on the huddle, yeah, you're contributing to the morning show, and you know those are some long F days. Oh, sorry, no. those are some long days. You know, no, my so, my boss would never uh, accuse me of being like my boss doesn't know my name. My boss doesn't think about you. Are you mean my? It's kidding. I think my my boss knows my name probably. Uh, I think. Oh. Yeah. yeah. All all I'm saying is when someday when you're in, when you're in the big time and you're national, just remember us little people. Oh, I don't but know um. That. So 2023 was a great year for you, Grant. I'm really happy for you. And, um, today is a good show. I missed the first half hour of it because I've been running all day. And uh, it's never never a successful show until Dave from Monona chimes in. So <laughs> Dave, Dave, I'm not sure that Dave was totally wrong. If you missed Dave's call in the first hour, he he basically pointed out, and I'm starting to agree with Dave here, that's like, yeah, Matt LaFleur can oh, be critical sure. of Joe Barry's decisions and play calls, but at the end of the day, Matt LaFleur's in charge of the team, and he's hearing the play calls come through. I think it's a little ridiculous that Matt LaFleur should have to, like, change his defensive coordinator's calls in the middle of the game, but also he's employing Joe Barry, so he's made this bad. Yeah, can you imagine Bill Belichick listening on the headsets and his defensive corners, coordinators and some really stupid? Can you imagine Bill Belichick at the press conference? Well, we need to do better. I need to look at the tape, and I need to, you know, we yeah. should be doing this. We should be doing that. No, Bill Belichick would walk over and kick the guy right in the butt. Um, yeah, so that's what the good ones do. He was right, but... uh yeah, Matt needs to be a little bit more accountable and quit saying, well, look, look at the tape. You're there. You're, you're, yeah, well, we all know about, we all know this. We've been talking about it for weeks. So, um, yeah, and, and uh, Hector was, we're talking about his, you know, his defense, the Ravens and the 49ers. You ever watch them when they get close to a player, they reach out their arms and they wrap up and they tackle. The Packers, when they get to a guy, they, they try to knock him over. I mean, I think guys hit somebody with their chest even on the Packers and they, they try to knock a guy over. It doesn't work. It's like, these guys are pretty strong, you know, strong themselves. They're not going down. You idiots. And they're trying just not to get hurt. And, uh, the Ravens, the Ravens, uh, key success in the past was to have a, a two time murder on your team. So that when they were exactly, you just go down. You don't yeah. Oh, that brings a certain, that brings a certain attitude. I think, I think the best defense is Mike. They act on the world and bad defenses wait for the world to act on them. You know what I mean? We're always yeah. on the, we're always on, well, we're on the defense, literally. But I think good defenses, they force the issue and they force the offense to react. 
Yes. Yeah, that's you're right because the Packers defense is always just reacting to something. Um, oh well, let him catch the ball and then we'll tackle him. We just don't make sure he doesn't get behind me. Uh, you know, could be could look bad in the highlights. Um, yeah, for sure. So, um, I where are you playing? Where's your band playing? We are playing on. Well, so if you're listening, by the way, this will run on Monday. We play New Year's Eve night. So depending on when you're hearing this, this is uh, one of the issues of producing radio this yeah. way. But but uh, Sunday night, New Year's Eve at the Double Barrel in Toma. It's a little resort. It's actually off to the side a little bit. Um, kind of towards the Oakdale exit. I had it up on a map. It's close to, um, well, I can zoom in because I always have Google Maps open during the show. I don't normally have any Packers statistics open, but I always have Google Maps open. It's close to Wyville on 21, if you've ever heard of, of that. Yeah, I, I'm kind of familiar. I used to do service calls down there. But, yeah, I know. It's like uh, you're, you're a man of – you should have been a cartographer, except I don't think they have that occupation anymore. But, uh yeah, so uh, I would. Well, I won't be able to, but I would love to see you play sometime. But, well, uh, maybe I'll. You know, I, I'll try to put a video on Facebook or something. I'll try to have maybe. some content for you, Mike. My wife won't love me on Facebook because she said I half the people would love me and half would hate me. Half <laughs> well, half friends and family. So. That's just existing in 2023. It feels like, doesn't it? That's just the way our world is now. I just wanted to congratulate you on a great year, Grant. It has been a great year. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that, and I have enjoyed all your calls this year. I look forward to many more in 2024. Great. I'm not blocked. Okay. (laughs) We're making it. You made the cut. Have a good one. Happy New Year, Mike. Yeah. You too. Thank you. Yeah, we will be playing. If anyone is interested, this is the nice thing about Toma is it's close to nowhere, but it's also really not that far from anywhere. And driving an hour for Midwesterners, let's face it, that's like driving 15 minutes uh, for the big city coastal liberal elites. Uh, driving down from Eau Claire, over from across or up from Madison. It should be a nice place. There's a lot of space to spread out, like watch the Packer game, get dinner, drink a lot of beers. Um, and I will promise that the band will totally rock. And not because I'm good at music. I'm fine. I'm replacement level. Uh, I somehow ingratiated myself with a band of very good musicians, and they let me hang around because, uh, for the most part, I'm a good hang. So it's a good system. I feel like the Jerry Seinfeld to Larry David Uh, unless, of course, you think Jerry Seinfeld is a genius and very, very funny. I typically do not think that. So uh, that analogy works in my head. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant Scott. How's it going? Scott, how are you? It's going great for me. I'm doing good. I got one of these takes, you know, you're talking with your friends and something makes complete sense to you. So I just want to bounce this off. This could be a bad take or a good take. I hope hope it's really bad, personally. The worst, NFL the better. Kickoff. Go ahead, yes. yes. Why even return kicks anymore? Well, I mean, I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that I'm against, like, you know, like the, the whole rules, but, like, you know, they've made, like, with the whole, like, fair catch anywhere you want, and it seems like every decent kickoff return is accompanied with a penalty that gets brought back inside the 15-yard line. Mm-hmm. Why return any kick? I would, if I was a special teams coach of a, defense, of, a, of a team, I would just be like, all right, kick return team. Fair catch, nothing. We're not returning anything. We guarantee get the ball to 25. Nothing good can happen on a kickoff. It's either a penalty or turnover. Every every kickoff that's brought back beyond, like, the 30-yard line always gets brought back. We're not returning any kicks. It's like if the NFL wants to ruin the kickoff, we're going to get ahead of them and ruin it for them. Fair catch every time. So Which, Agree I, or disagree? I don't think you're wrong. What's funny is I'm going to replay this show on Monday, and what's probably going to happen, Scott, is Keyshawn Nixon is going to house one on Sunday night, and then this is going to run the next <laughs> night, and that will be hilarious. But I agree with you. And, in fact, I'm, I'm digging for a stat here. So Keyshawn Nixon has 
an insane uh, like number of, of return yards because he's returning so many more. Like other teams aren't returning it with this frequency that Nixon is, right? So if mm-hmm. Nixon busts a big one against the Vikings or the Bears and it helps them secure one of these wins in the last couple of weeks and they really need it to get into the playoffs, that's one thing. Um, but on the aggregate, I think it would be much smarter uh, to just kneel it every single time. And then we can get into the debate on whether analytics are really what's best for the sport. Like, are we getting too smart for the for the sake of actual good entertainment? I think that's happened in baseball a little bit. Um but you're not wrong. Like the game is pleading with these returners to just kneel it down and take it at the 25. Well, I just don't even get the whole point of like, like some teams even like try to pooch kick whatever. I mean, like, you know, like it just like, you know, that they're just going to, you know, take a, a fair catch. So it's like, we're going to do some kind of pooch kick. So that way the return gets screwed up. Well, they just fair catch get the ball 25. So what are you doing? And I don't know. I just, I just, just one of those things where just like every time my team returns the kick with any kind of success, it gets brought back. And even when they have a crap return, it gets brought back inside the 15. I'm like, why are we even playing? This is just time we're wasting in practice. We're not going to waste time blocking kick return. It's just fair catch, done. No injuries, no turnovers, got the ball to 25, just take it. <laughs> So, Scott, you are correct, and there are some of you, and I appreciate you. Have an awesome new year. There are some that would say, well, you, like, we got to be careful, okay, because people around sports have gotten so smart, and people who handle mass amounts of data are so smart, and they give us these trends uh, about games and, and seasons, and in baseball, like, we're looking at sample sizes, right? I'm rambling. This isn't making much sense, but we've gotten so smart that we've found these wrinkles and we've found these shortcuts and we've found these strategies and games that are good, but they're not necessarily entertaining. Like I think baseball is a sport that's gotten too smart for its own good, right? If you're someone that really is irked when a starting pitcher is pulled after the fifth, well, it's probably smart that that starting pitcher is getting pulled because that's, it helps extend their career. It allows them to throw harder, to pitch more often, to stay healthier, but is it best for fans? Is it most entertaining, right? I, I, I like that expression, when a sport gets too smart for its own good. I, I I think if we're talking about kneeling every single kickoff, that's going to take a lot of the juice out of football. But then again, kickoffs stink, and most of them come back because of penalties anyway. So, Scott, you're on to something. I just, I, I, it's obviously not the strategy that the Packers have taken. And if Keyshawn Nixon houses one on Sunday night or against the Bears, then it's all worth it. Because one kickoff return for a touchdown, Packers fans don't have to tell you. Just go back and look at Super Bowl in the late 90s. One kickoff for a touchdown can completely flip a game and flip a season if it happens in an important moment. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Ah, Denny yes. from Holman. Denny, you're back. I'm back, but I just wanted to share a couple of things with you, sir. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. What's up? Me, okay. I want to commend you. For Bill's show, I don't know if you have anything to do with the music he plays, and also on your own show, the music you play, because I've been a caller that's been on hold a lot, too, you know, and nothing against you, but the music you play, if you don't have something that catches the viewer, you know, it's like, hey, I'm just, I'm not even listening to this guy, and I wanted to commend you for You like Bill's music? It is good. I do. I like Bill's. And I like yours. Oh. It's a variety. Well, I'm, a variety. I, I'm today's best variety. Uh, yep. I, I, yep. I love a good variety. Yeah. And I, I wanted to tell you, too, my wife's from the Toma area, and they have been out at that place they're going to play at 
Double Barrel, and mm-hmm. it's a nice venue. And they've they used they fixed it up good. It was a golf course and stuff, oh. and they have good crowds. So, so you've been um, there. You can you can attest. I've never been there. It's um, all my yep, bandmates yep. live in Lacrosse. They play there a lot, and I'm <laughs> I'm just joining them. I'm showing up with a guitar on Sunday, and I'm just going to see what happens. Grant, I think I think you're probably a damn good musician, and you just don't want to toot your horn. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. So one more thing I wanted to share. Me and my wife had, remember about 10 years ago, Billy Joel and uh, Elton John had the back-to-back tour? I do remember that, yes. We saw him at the Kohl Center, and I tell you what, it just brought it just brought uh, shivers. I mean, it was just unreal. An hour and a half of each, and then an hour of them both together. That's pretty And sick. I'll tell you what, it was just unreal. Did you get goosebumps? That and the Eagles, I think, were the best were the best that I saw with the three hours of the Eagles because you had Joe Walsh playing, you know, from his James gang, and you had uh, you had um, Don Henley from his. You had Glenn Fry. You had Timothy B. Schmidt. I mean, it was just awesome. Did you? Where did you see the Eagles? I saw the Eagles at the Cole Center. Really? Yes. Man, Madison used to bring in these bands. Erica and I, and I, I saw know. Pink Floyd at Camp Randall. There's no Pink Floyds coming to Camp Randall anymore. What happened to this? No, I know. I understand. I remember that, too, when Pink Floyd came there. We we didn't go to that. We just figured. We went to Rockfest for 15 years, and we had, like, five feet from the stage um, VIPs. So, I mean, you heard of Rockfest in Kadat. Oh, I know all about Kadat. We're actually going to talk about Kadat in a little bit. It's funny that you mentioned Kadat. Well, that's cool. Well, anyway, it's been a pleasure talking to you this year, and the Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you next year. We'll do it more in 2024. Thank you, Denny. I appreciate that. Why did bands not come to the Cole Center? Shania Twain played at the Cole Center last year. But we're not pulling in Elton John, Billy Joel, Pink Floyd. They're not coming to Madison. Why? It's probably because of woke. Um, that's a joke. That's a joke. It's just something funny that I say when things get awkward. All right, one more call, then we'll take a break. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? What's up? This is Jared, and first time, long time. Hell and yeah. I couldn't miss an opportunity to uh, be part of history here. Well, and I was going to say, this is good volume for you as a first-time caller, because this is basically two calls in one, so you're really building a base here, Jared. I can listen on Monday to myself talk. You can check the tape. Well, yeah. So, first of all, you put on a great show. Um, I listen to you when I'm driving my kids to sports and stuff, and you're my favorite sports broadcaster. So, thanks for what you do. And I just want to say that I'm super excited about the Brewers in 2024. I think that there's a lot of young talent, and council leading, I want to say, was a good thing, um, even though he kind of pulled them move going to the Cubs, but um, I'm excited for what they're going to bring in 2024. Jared, a lot of people seem like, oh, the Brewers will take a step back, or the Brewers are rebuilding. They're not really losing anyone, unless they trade, of course, if they trade Adamas or Burns, not that Adamas was anything special last year, but if they trade Burns or Williams, sure. But they lost Woody, but Woody wasn't here last year. Like, they're not really losing anybody. If anything, they're going to get better, ideally. Their young players take a step, and now they have Churio. So I I don't buy into all this talk that the Brewers are going to take a step back next season. I'm with you, and I'm going to be first in line to get myself a Cheerio jersey. I am so excited for him. I've been following him through 
through the minors. I've been to a bunch of Timber Rattler games. Man, he is the real deal. Heck yeah. Well, I'm excited for the Brewers. I'm always excited for the Brewers. I'm going to get down to spring training, kind of see the team. I like to go cover a team in its infancy. Uh, it has nothing to do with the fact that it's Arizona in March, and I get to ignore all of my other work responsibilities when I'm down there. Uh, it's it's really it's for journalistic purpose that I go. Jared, where do you listen? I'm curious. I like to know where people yeah. listen. Jared, are you there? Yep. I listen, I'm in Madison. Oh, you're in Madison? Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Well, it was nice to it was nice to connect. Let's let's try to make this a regular thing in 2024. Absolutely, we'll talk to you later and have a happy new year and enjoy your gig. Yeah, you as, have a great new year as well. Appreciate it, Jared. <laughs> Playing a gig in Toma. I texted last night. I texted a group of buddies that live in Madison that are a good hang, and they're always down to you know get beers or whatever. They kind of go with the flow. Not the type. Let's put it this way: not a group of men that I expected to have lavish New Year's Eve plans. Right. So I texted them. Actually, I'm going to pull up the text. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, <laughs> um, I texted a couple buddies. They're all in Madison last night. I have to read this to you verbatim. I said, hey, fellas, I don't know if you have plans for New Year's, but the band is playing a show. And if you need something dumb to do on New Year's Eve with friends and with your girlfriends slash wives, because one of them is married, stop on out. And then I said, this is so shameless of me. And they all, all four of them in the group chat said, where, 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 where? I said, well, here's the thing. It's in uh, Toma. So <laughs> one buddy's like, yeah, it's a little far for me. Shoot. I thought I had him. I did. It's only like an hour 15. That's nothing on a night like Sunday night. We don't even have any snow. All right, let's take a three-minute break. We'll come back. Continue the last hour of the Wisco Sports Show. Also, a best of Happy New Year's Eve if you're hearing this, or New Year's Day if you're hearing this on Monday. I appreciate you listening. Looking forward to a great 2024. By God, let's take a three-minute break. We'll be back after that. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, I was spending that commercial break listening to the song Benny and the Jets uh, and thinking about Denny in Holman, attending concerts in Madison. And then my mind started to wander into a, a younger, vibrant Eric on I-90 attending that Pink Floyd concert at Camp Randall. And then I thought of one of my most fond memories of 2023, which is when Eric told me about that concert. And I Googled a picture and started talking about it. And I was talking about my, you know, my butt. And I said, oh, yeah, there's the picture. Roger Waters is there. And he was not because he was not a member of the band at the time. And when that comment left my lips, I'm like, I know that someone's going to call me on that. And then I have never gotten so many texts and tweets. Y'all hammered me for that. It was a very, you guys hold me accountable. I appreciate that. This is the Wisco Sports Show. Like I said, this hour of the show is also going to run on Monday as a best of. So I'm going to leave a little gap here. I'm going to put in the big voice guy saying, you're listening to the best of, just so it's clear. Here's the gap. There we go. Let's take our... uh, Let's take our takes and make them generic so they can run again next week. Uh, I have a fun topic that I want to discuss coming up in about 15 minutes. There's this trend on Twitter right now that I love. Uh, See, that's the adult version of saying there's this trend on TikTok that I want to try. No, I'm not a child. Okay, I get my trends from Twitter. 
like the Lord intended years ago before TikTok was ever a thing. Uh, there's this trend on Twitter that's a perfect topic for tonight's show. It's going to work perfect for a best of, and it's all about the state of Wisconsin, or at least I'm going to make it about the state of Wisconsin. So we'll do that in a couple minutes. First, a couple more calls. We're celebrating what a great year we've all had in the year 2023. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Coyote Mike on a Friday night. Coyote Mike. How are you out in Colorado? Uh, it was a nice day today. It was a nice oh, day, yeah. so you guys should have more nice weather headed your way. Oh, hell yeah. So, uh, it's good. I, God forbid we get some snow here in winter in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, we had maybe an inch um, the day before Christmas, but most of that was kind of melted or blown away except for in shadows and stuff. We had yeah, snow here in Madison yesterday. It was pretty. I got to scrape off my car and wear boots and do a bunch of things that we just used to do all the time. And that's not by that's not a political global warming comment. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying I remembered as a child we got a lot of snow and now we don't. You draw whatever conclusions you want. That's not on me. You know, I, I lived in Madison a year and a half before I moved out here. So Are there a lot uh, of parallels? I mean, mountains aside, between Colorado and Madison, I I feel like there might be a few. Well, Boulder, yeah, Boulder and Madison are are, that Madison's about uh, three times bigger than Boulder, maybe even bigger. Boulder's that small? Boulder's only like maybe a hundred thousand, but you got the surrounding areas of Louisville, Lafayette, Broomfield, where we live. You know, Superior. I guess now that I have to talk about it out loud, I don't know how many people live in Madison. So I guess that's another adult thing that I have to figure out. (laughs) Yeah, it's all becoming uh, one gigantic metropolis from uh, Fort Collins down to Colorado Springs. And it's becoming vastly overdeveloped. We don't really like it anymore. And we're hoping that one day in the next two or three years to move out. Where do you want to move? Well, we've always I've always loved Wyoming. I always wanted to be a cowboy, but I'm well, not a cowboy. So. What man doesn't want? Uh, I want to be a cowboy. Went, so you want to move where I there went, are fewer people? Yes. Gotcha. And okay. uh, the uh, it's becoming overpopulated, and not to get political, but a lot of people move, coming in are bringing their political differences with them, and <sighs> the states really changed in the last ten. 10, 15 years. Country's going to hell in a bucket. At least we can enjoy the ride, you know, Mike, where I'd like to think I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah, I'd like to get closer to to Wisconsin, and I'm trying to convince my my wife. If you had, well, let me ask you this, because this is going to play into the topic that we're going to do next after this next break. If you had to right now, money's no object, forget the logistics. If you had a town in the state of Wisconsin that you had to set up shop in, you've moved out of Colorado and you need to move to a town within the borders of Wisconsin, which town would it be? Um, I, you know, Madison for what the, what it was, and I don't know what it is now, you know, but I had a blast in Madison. Well, I, I live here now, live so right it's, it's gotten markedly worse, but I'd like to think yeah. a lot of the other things are still the same. Yeah. Uh, River Falls, you know, living along a river would be cool. Like you guys talk about Baroque all the time, you and Bill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I wouldn't mind you know, maybe checking that area out. My, you know, most of my friends are still back in lacrosse. Yeah, well, you smart. Know, you have smart friends. You have really smart friends. Yeah, yeah, that's a great uh, lacrosse. Doesn't have to take a back seat to anybody. You know, Damn straight. the bluff, the river. There's nothing like it. There is nothing like so, it. Well, I appreciate you, Mike. Okay. I want to get to a couple other callers here before this break. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we say goodbye well, for the I rest of the year? Say, I 
wanted to say mm-hmm. since we talked, I'm I'm not an advocate to f- get uh, Matt Lafleur fired. Okay. I, after my comments, I just worry about. It. No, I'm it's worried it's, about it. it's okay. Let's make this clear. It's okay to have a criticism of a coach, but still think they're okay. Like one little yeah. thing does not need to mean we want a coach fired. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you too. I do the uh, I do the song binging things too. So <sighs> I wake up. I'll dream about a song like "River Deep, Mountain High" by Ike and Tina Turner, which I hadn't heard. For 25 years, I got up one Sunday morning and played it for an hour and a half straight. Hell yeah. You can ask my wife and daughter. <laughs> no, so, no, no, no. Anyway. Awesome. I'm mad after my own You heart. have a wonderful, hey, you do a fantastic job on your show. I look uh, forward to hearing you next year. I really like Thursdays listen and uh, you have a good new year's and we'll talk to you next year you as well mike i'll talk to you next year see this was my scheme i said we're going to record a new year's show to be played on monday night and really all i wanted to do is get you all to compliment me in the show that's this is working exactly like i planned this is exactly exactly what i wanted so coming up by the way let me explain this just in case maybe you want to participate we can I'll, i'll throw this out there there's a trend on twitter right now where I don't know who started it, but someone tweeted a prompt and then you copy and paste and you fill in your own answers, right? And this happens on Facebook and all the other platforms, but it's cities. And the the answers that you have to fill in are a city I dislike, a city I think is overrated, a city I think is underrated, a city that I like, a city that I love, and a city that I dream of living in, right? And I want to do that for Wisconsin towns. I tweeted out my answers to that at Wisco Grand today, but think about that. A city that you dislike a city that you think is overrated, a city that you think is underrated, a city that I like, a city that I love, and a city that I dream of living in. And I saw a lot of people tweeting about this today, and they're like, I love Amsterdam, and I dream of uh, living in uh, Prague. It's like, okay, so I'm going to talk about Wisconsin towns uh, and and Toma towns like that (laughs) because I don't. Nothing wrong with Prague or Amsterdam. It's like, all right, you travel. We get it. Uh, we'll, so we'll do that bit, and that's kind of what I, what I asked Mike. I love that he shouted out River Falls because I have River Falls written down in my notes for one of these categories. I think it's a, a spectacular answer for one of these prompts, Mike. So we're going to talk about Wisconsin cities to close out the show. But first, let's take a couple more calls. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Ridge Runner Mark, how we doing, sir? Ridge Runner Mark, I am swell. How about yourself? Speaking of lacrosse not taking a backseat to anybody, I would imagine you agree with Mike yeah. in Colorado on that. Oh, yeah. Your, your question of, well, if you, money's no object, where would you live? And I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. I'm, I'm right where I need to be. Uh, so, uh, yeah, as far as, you know, cities I dislike in Wisconsin. Yeah, which ones and, suck? Who, who, wait, what city are you sick of? I, I haven't had good experiences traveling around the Milwaukee metro area. Okay. Uh, traffic's just weird. Um, I throw Madison under that bus as well because there's just way too many <laughs> one-way streets. Oh, okay. Uh, Anti-one-way. The one-ways in downtown Lacrosse are very easy to navigate. Anything past that, I get a little turned around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, years ago they talked about adding more one-way streets, and the populace kind of froze up and said "f you," and that <laughs> never happened. Absolutely um, not. Absolutely not. Um, I, I did want to make an overreaching comment about the Packers. Yes. Um, because since we're recording and all that stuff, I like the, where they are right now because there's two things that are going to happen, potentially. They're either going to lose one of the two games or lose a game and, and end up out of the playoffs, and then they get a higher draft pick, or they're going to win out, get some luck, get into the playoffs, and then this young team is going to – 
they're going to have a playoff experience. Whether it's a dumpster fire experience or they win a game or they lose a close game or win a close game, doesn't matter. It's playoff experience. If they lose, they say, okay, now I know what it takes. Yep. And if they win, they go, oh, we can do this. Yep. So there's really no negative. I mean, yeah, you could probably dig into the minutia of it and say, oh, it was bad for this or bad for that. But there's really no negatives happening at this point in time with the Packers and the team and what they're doing i, I love that and you I mentioned it if, if they get to the playoffs and they get nailed by the niners i actually weirdly as long as matt lafleur doesn't lose his team i think it's a positive because now all those young guys go into the the offseason and they realize how much work they still have ahead of them had a great rookie year but we still got a long ways to go i actually think that would be a productive it would suck his fans but whatever okay. i've watched my team get killed in the playoffs so many times the last 10 years you can't kill me you can't kill my vibe but i could lose by 60 i've dealt with it before buddy right right and, and, you know, talking about coaches and coach speak, um, and maybe you have a different take because, you know, it's your job. You're supposed to analyze what they say and di- dive into the layers. But a lot of the stuff I've heard from Matt LaFleur and maybe Joe Barry, who, frankly, I, I was on his bandwagon. I'm kind of not anymore. Um, they're just saying what they're supposed to say. Yeah. And I take him at their word. I'm going to take Matt LaFleur at his word when he says, you know, like with Jair, he's going to learn from this. We're going to learn from this, and we're going to be better for it and he's going to be here for the long haul. And if he's not, well, he's not, stuff happens. But I'm going to take LaFleur at his word. Um, I think the statement from Goody Goody and the team was the same. He's going to be here for the long haul. We look forward to working with him. And, you know, everybody cranky about, oh, we're losing our best corner. Yeah, but they were doing pretty good, you know, defensive scheme notwithstanding when he wasn't in there. Yeah, well, they had to. He hasn't been in there all They had to. that had a stronger finish to the year 2023 than you, Ridge Renamark. Very good takes the last right few on. weeks. I commend you. Have an excellent New Year's. I'll talk to you next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You've been doing a great job. Keep it up. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get yourself your own producer in that, and it'll, you'll just grow more and more. Yeah, I want, you need a lackey. I want my own lackey. I was going to use the word whipping boy, but um, and I guess I just did, but uh, lackey's probably a better... Lackey's probably a better word. Um, when we come back, I want to talk Wisconsin Towns. There's this trend going around on Twitter which is what we used to do as a society. Now it's all related to, I saw this trend on TikTok where you eat laundry detergent or whatever. We need a town that you dislike, a town that you think is overrated, one that's underrated, one that you like, one that you love, and a town that you would love to live in. You don't need an answer for all, but hit me up at Wisco Grand if there's a town that you think is overrated, underrated. Ridge Runner Mark, I will comment on Milwaukee. Ridge Runner Mark, you strike me as someone that does not enjoy big cities, and that's fine. Um, I don't think that inherently makes Milwaukee or Madison a bad place. You said the Milwaukee metro area, and I will jump in, and I actually will agree with you because I'm in Milwaukee a ton. My favorite part of Milwaukee is downtown and, like, one mile in every direction. I think the old neighborhoods down there 
are awesome. Up on Juno and Astor Street and on Cass, Brewer Hill, like all the, I love it. There's all these old churches on every block and old buildings. And for the most part, it's pretty quiet. Like they're really nice neighborhoods. You start getting out into the burbs and it's like, why, why do we need to attach ourselves to Milwaukee? Like I would just rather, like if I live in Brookfield, I'll go live, I'll live in a place that stands on its own. Nothing again, nothing against Brookfield. But it's the suburb, like you get into Cudahy or Bayview, again, respectfully. Then it's like, man, the highways are kind of designed really poorly and there's garbage everywhere. And so I will agree that I think downtown and the surrounding neighborhoods of downtown Milwaukee, I think it's one of the coolest cities. Totally. I could do without everything else around it. Uh, Madison, I don't know if I have a good enough feel to really give you a, a total answer on. I, I feel like Madison's properly rated. I don't think we are getting it twisted with our state capital. Let's take a break. I want to have some Wisconsin City discourse next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Happy New Year's. I never miss a Friday show. So we're wrapping up the week. But if you haven't been with us so far on tonight's show, we are also recording Monday show. So you might be hearing this on Monday on New Year's Day, in which case I hope your New Year's Eve was everything your, uh, your heart desired. Uh, actually, I got to leave a space here because I'm going to put in the big voice guy saying you're listening to the best of the Wisco Sports Show. So that'll go right here. Like to make it abundantly clear that it's a best of. Hopefully that'll. My fear is when I run a best of show is that someone tunes in and then thinks it's live or tries to call and I'm obviously not in studio. It's obviously not live. So one thing that I wanted to talk about tonight, and this is perfect for a show that's not necessarily time sensitive or live. There's this trend on Twitter where people talk about cities and it's this format you copy and paste and then you put in your own answers, right? So it's a city that I dislike a city that is overrated, a city that is underrated, a city that you like, a city that you love, and a city that you dream of living in. Now, I did this just for Wisconsin towns. So if you want to talk about how uh, um, Johnson City, Tennessee is so lovely, it's like, okay, we get, we get it, you travel, okay? Uh, I just want to talk about Wisconsin towns. Here are my answers. Let's run through them. A town that I dislike, uh, Kadat. A town that is overrated, Appleton. I've never been there. I'll explain why I feel like I am uh, righteous in that opinion. A town that is underrated, Viroqua. A town that I like, Port Washington. A town that I love, La Crosse. And a town that I dream of living in, and I dream only because it's not possible, uh, Westby, honestly. <laughs> I, w- I would love to be able to live and do this job and live my life the way I would like to live it while living in Westby. So the way I picture is if I could teleport and I could go anywhere at the drop of hat, I would want to reside in Westby and then I could simply teleport to other places around the state or around the country to actually do my job. So I dislike Kadat. Uh, Appleton is overrated. Viroqua is underrated. I like Port Washington. That's a very nice town. I love lacrosse and I dream of living in Westby if only it were possible. So let's talk about why I selected these answers. 
city that I dislike, Kadat. Uh, Kadat is kind of the show's punching bag. Kadat, Kadat, the city that God forgot. There are lots of good answers for towns in Wisconsin that you might dislike. Racine, Beloit, Janesville, they kind of form the armpit of the state. You drive a certain distance south and you just kind of run out of good towns, uh, respectfully, if you live there. Um, this one is random. Crandon kind of pisses me off. I thought about putting Crandon. I don't really have anything against any people there. I just drove through it once and it just kind of pissed me off. I don't know if I was in a bad mood or what. I stopped at a, I think it was a BP and I just, I didn't like it. Um, some would say superior. I dislike superior, which I would flatly reject straight up full stop. I would say grow up if you don't like superior. Oh, it's dirty. It's industrial. Superior looks the way that it looks so your town can look the way that it looks. Superior exists so your town can have six vegan fair trade coffee shops on Main Street, your historical downtown. Like, where do you think your grains come from? The superior port. Where do you think the, the ingredients for your bread just magically appear in factories and store shelves? No, they are transported via commerce probably through superior the coal that powers your home and your tv so you can watch sports comes probably through the port in duluth iron ore for building and construction for the your economy comes from superior and just so we're clear do not tell me that duluth is way better than superior because it's not it's just as dirty and it mostly also sucks duluth duluth just is superior with better pr they're basically the same city Okay, so if you're like, I hate Superior, I would tell you to grow up, okay, because not every town is prim and proper. Some actual work in this town needs to get done or in the state needs to get done. Hands do need to get dirty, and I'm sorry that it happens in Superior. Most of you live three hours away from it, so it doesn't bother you anyways. So I will accept lots of answers for towns in Wisconsin that you dislike. I will not accept Superior. I don't think it's a fair answer. Cities that I think are overrated. I said Appleton, not because I've ever been there, but because all the Appleton kids that I met in my time at UWL mostly sucked. And they thought that their hometown is on the same level of Madison, Milwaukee, St. Paul, Minneapolis. And it's just not. It's like, no, you're you're a step below, not in in quality, but in quantity like you. Appleton is not Milwaukee. Appleton is not St. Paul. I'm sorry. I think perception matches most Wisconsin cities like I. I don't know that there are a lot of overrated towns. You don't hear folks necessarily jacked up about how awesome Anago is. Like, I've never heard anyone, dude, you need to move to Altoona yesterday. Okay, this place rules. Like, I like Altoona, but I, I don't think there are many places that are overrated in this state. Overrated does not mean bad. It just means people think that it's better than it is, and I don't believe that to be the case with most Wisconsin towns for the most part a city that is underrated to me this is easy it's Viroqua and I'm not sure that any other city really comes close only because not enough people have been to Viroqua uh there are folks who've lived in the state their entire life that has never been to what I call the CWV triangle the triangle of Coon Valley Westby and Viroqua and if you've never been there you can't comprehend that such a beautiful unique place exists within our borders there are people who lived in Janesville their whole life the amount of character and scenery that exists around Viroqua, I think would kill an old woman from Janesville or Beloit who's never left. It's just that much better and that much different than some of the crummy places in the state. Again, respectfully, if you live there. I think Madison is properly rated. I think Milwaukee is properly rated. I think Milwaukee is actually underrated relative to other big cities around the country, right? Like, like I think Milwaukee's, if you were to throw Milwaukee into a bin with like Austin and Phoenix and Los Angeles and Chicago, like I think Milwaukee's underrated in that context. I think in the context of Wisconsin, it's rated properly. I think there are some 
cities near the western coast. Surprise, Grant's talking about the west side of the state. Uh, I'll shout out Hudson, which is a tweet that I saw on on uh, repeat a lot. A lot of people think Hudson's underrated. I agree. Hudson's beautiful, uh, and not a lot of people go there. River Falls, which is a town that Mike shouted out. I think that's an awesome answer. River Falls is awesome. Uh, it's got the Kickapoo, or the Kinnick, the Kinnick. Uh, I won't make that mistake again. That was a brain fart. I am well aware that it's the Kinney and not the Kick. The Kick is down by Viroqua. I know my rivers. Um, River Falls is great, and it's got a university, which breathes a little, little life uh, into the town, but it's not like a gross, like really, really like Gen Z university because there's also a lot of farming education that goes on there, so they do have a touch of the real world, too, with that university. So River Falls, underrated. A city that I like, I like Port Washington. It's not really all that complicated. I just think it's a cool place. Um, I like cities that build their whole personality around a body of water that they live on and what comes from the body of water. Like if there is fish artwork on a side of a building in your downtown, I'm in. I like you. So I like Port Washington a lot. I love lacrosse. I mean, I don't need to explain why. And by the way, I don't play favorites with lacrosse. I mean, there's people who accuse me of this. It's not my fault that lacrosse is just great. Like, I didn't I didn't design it. Um, the river, bluffs. Uh, I love how the town is designed. It's got the feel of an old town with some amenities of newness, which is mostly in Alaska. So if you live in lacrosse, you can mostly avoid it, which is great. Uh, city I dream of living in, honestly, Westby, because uh, I put Viroqua as underrated and I couldn't use that one twice. So if you have any answers, I would love to take them. Uh, let's take one call before we go to break. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is Gabe's. Gabe's? Formerly Dan of lacrosse. Oh. <laughs> What's up, formerly Dan of lacrosse? Welcome to the show. This Jair thing is really, 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 really bad. You think as so? Professional, uh-huh. Yeah, as a professional leader of over 30 years, I can tell you this. When I had to discipline somebody, I didn't have to worry about it going public. I didn't have to stand behind a podium and answer for it. So right there, that's number one. Okay. That he knew he was going to have to do that. Two, if you were going to trade him, you just dropped him down a bunch of points. Because every management team goes, well, he must be a problem. You're in the playoffs. Or while you're in the playoff hunt, in the hunt, and you're benching a guy, mm-hmm. it's it's got to be really. I'm telling you, it's really bad. Now, hmm. what I can see is that they want to keep him. To take those two risks, you're basically saying, okay, something's got to change. Mm-hmm. And I can I can see the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like we want you here, mm-hmm. but. You've got to sell now. I can tell you it's bad. <laughs> I think it's just been a collection of weird things. And I appreciate the call, Gabe's, formerly Dan of Lacrosse. Um, I don't know why your name would have changed. The location makes sense. I don't I don't know. The funny thing is this is gonna air again on Monday, so some of these takes that we've been throwing around, which is a part of why I think pre recorded shows are funny. Like some people are gonna listen, like, oh, this content is so dated. When really the approach you should take is this is funny. Listen to how stupid we all are every day. And we just blast these takes out onto the radio with no fear of being right or wrong. I don't think the Jair thing, big picture end of the year, will be that problematic. Could be wrong. Again, I've said multiple times this week that I, I could be underestimating the severity of all of this, but I don't think I am. But we'll see. Let's take one final break. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show for the week next. 
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Got to wrap in a sec. Some tweets coming in about different Wisconsin cities. I want to read you my favorites. Uh, Bobby in Eau Claire says, I'll throw in Osceola and Cornell as underrated. Interesting. Up there off 64. J.A. Krebs says, New Glarus sucks. <laughs> uh, I've never been. Uh, I think Spotted Cow is overrated. It's not to say that it's bad. I just don't think, again, we need to remember what overrated and underrated means. I don't think Spotted Cow is like the nectar from God that everyone wants to make it out to be. Uh, Bobby also says, Great Superior take. Yeah, I'm correct about Superior. Those of you that rip on Spear, why? Because it's it's a town of industry. Someone's got to power your homes. Be grateful. Jesus. You live three hours away from Superior, and you guys still manage to take a dump on it. I don't get it. Uh, John says, dislike Waukesha. Yeah, screw Waukesha, man. <laughs> I'd, also, uh, I'd also like to say I don't like Wapan. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't dislike a lot of towns, but Wapan is one. <laughs> Bennett says Reedsburg is underrated. I'll have to take your word for it. Someone once told me that Reedsburg is Menominee minus Stout, and I need to make that make sense in my brain. We'll continue this discourse on Twitter. Have an awesome New Year. Best of on Monday. I'll talk to you next Tuesday at 4. Can't wait.